Welcome back to the next scene, the podcast taking on pop culture and the world, one scene at a time. I'm your host, Sean. I'm here to introduce a special episode, a crossover from uh, Groundhog Minute, where me and my former Groundhog Minute co-host, Dave Palace, talk about the exciting return of Phil Connors and gang in this year's Super Bowl Jeep commercial. So give it a listen, and if you haven't yet, head on over to GroundhogMinute.com, where you can listen to us break down that 1993 Bill Murray classic one minute at a time. And when you're done with that, hang out here. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of The Next Scene. Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb I'm still watching these. I'm excited. I'm just excited to be talking about this. You know what's so funny is that just, I would say weeks before this announcement, I think weeks before, I probably was like getting rid of some of our old podcast stuff to kind of clean up in my, my folders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it happens. So welcome, welcome, welcome one and all back to Punks and Tawny with us. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day, man. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I think, I think. You know, uh, as excited as John and Marin were at the Fast and Furious 9 trailer, I'm excited for this because they knew the trailer was coming and there's some surprise in that movie. But, like, uh, no, no, we would have never guessed it. Like, 100 years, people have been like, think they're going to think Bill Murray's going to be at a commercial? Like, no, Bill Murray doesn't do commercials. <laughs> Bill Murray does not do commercials. Yeah. You think Bill no, Murray's going to do a commercial about, uh, you know, about the movie that him and Hal Ramis were going? No, they're not going to do that. What? <laughs> Where were they touch Groundhog Day? And then Son of a Gun Jeep made it work. Yeah. Well, and you're going to get... So Bill Murray, Tobo, Stephen Tobolowski. Yes. Brian Doyle Murray. You're going to get the whole gang back together. Not the whole gang, but no yeah. Rita, but you get, you know, yeah. you get Buster, you get Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head. Yeah. Every You get Woodstock, the town of Woodstock, Illinois, standing in for, for Punxsutawney. Yeah. Um, and they make it happen. So, okay. So, yeah. So, I'm glad is that, uh, where is the article? Okay. So, the article came out uh, about a week ago. Yeah. Well, we, should, we should say, I, I'm assuming everyone knows, but in case you don't know, uh, there was a Groundhog Day commercial during the, the Super Bowl this year, which happened on Groundhog Day. And so, uh, we're going to talk about it. And I was just, you know, weeks before this announcement happened, before, like, people, because, like, honestly... We're going to talk about it, but like it wasn't until about a week before the actual Super Bowl, people said, I saw Bill Murray in Woodstock, Illinois, and there was a picture of him and Stephen Tobolowsky on the street. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's a commercial? <laughs> They're doing a commercial? Bill Murray's actually doing a commercial about Groundhog Day? We were like, I was like, I, I, you know, like 100 years, I would have never thought it. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, the Ghostbusters International Crossrip podcast, and they were covering this today. That's why I was like, okay, we definitely got to talk about it now because you know, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is talking about it. Um, and and they theorized that um, probably the reason he did this – well, the, the whole history, they were reading the CNBC article that came out on the 3rd. So it came after uh, – they think that maybe he might have done a small commercial for Nike during Space Jam because that was kind of like Bill Murray's rut. That was before he got his second wind with like mm-hmm. – um, uh, Wes Anderson. So he was kind of in that rut where it's like it's post Harold Ramis and like post 80s Murray. He's not doing any big hits. 
like he's really a comic relief. It's kind of almost like I'm gonna say it's like sad, but it's weird to have Bill Murray in Space Jam. He's really like him and Newman are, have almost like really nothing to do. They're just there for just like comical relief. Like they're just you know buttheads. Right. So, it's kind of like this is a joke, and in 20 years nobody's gonna know why it's funny. No one's gonna remember it. Yeah. Um, so it's almost kind of sad to like, you know, watch Bill Murray just be like this dumb comic relief to Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you know, and then he gets his second win. He gets his Wes Anderson. He gets he, he gets a new rut, you know, to, to, to kind of like lean into and just be happy with. And so the story is from what CNBC article is saying is that the CEO uh, uh, with Jeep under underneath Fiat was at a golf course, I think. Of course, Bill. knowing knowing Bill, it's at a golf course. A golf course. Hey, yeah, man's enjoying his pseudo retirement, mm-hmm. um, and then and uh, says and he says, "Oh man, I'd love to have you in a commercial someday." Bill says, "You know, you know, uh, leave. You have your people like leave my like on my one eight hundred number where he like pretty much rejects all of his uh, all of his mm-hmm. all the people pitches to, to him." But they were, and, and I agree with this. I think the theory is the reason he did this is twofold. Maybe one, he had some fun with the Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife movie and it mm-hmm. kind of kept him in good spirits. B, his brother. I think his brother is the linchpin to this mm. because Bill doesn't okay. need the paycheck, but no. he respects his brother, Brian Doyle, Mary. And I think when it's like, if I do this role, my brother gets a nice paycheck, gets to relive his buster for a little bit, gets to put the top hat on, you know, everybody wins. Sure. Sure. Um, and uh yeah for all i know maybe there's a decent golf course in illinois that they they hung out at while they're between filmings who knows um <laughs> but yeah apparently he yeah. got back to them uh yeah two weeks before super bowl so they're like halfway into january he agrees with their pitch pro- and apparently like a lot of his lines um are at bill murray they're bill murray originals they're not yeah no no script this is just murray which makes sense because the the best scenes with the groundhog that remember those scenes in the car the yeah the don't drive angry and all that stuff side of your eyes side of your eyes side, side of your eyes uh <laughs> that's that's bill riffin like that's not in any script that's bill being bill so they're like all right we're gonna bill driving around with a, a you know a ground squirrel and it's and let bill be bill but yeah, yeah, over did. like really like two weeks of he agrees to do it. They got to scout the location. They got to get Tobo in. They they set it up. They film it. And three then days. yeah, they, like we get this all like they get all the Illinois stuff done in like three days. And then they were able mm-hmm. to like get the stunt drivers to do the the the, the wheeling out in the end of the open. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, it's a genius move, really. Like you film enough in the city and then you just film him on out in like the farmlands of quote unquote Pennsylvania visiting right. farmer bob and i and i love i love how they worked in the rubicon and i say you know what? i got i'll say it this rubicon thing is a cool jeep and i'm not being paid by jeep but i'll say it's a cool thing i don't need it but mm-hmm. if like you know i was someone who like did the mud like you know do those like uh, we call them like you're mudding where you get your jeeps and you go through like oh, yeah the, mudding, mudding and sure. you, and you purposely like get messy sure a rubicon looks great because you get like easily four people in it you can you know it's not you know it's not like a small jeep yeah. wrangler it's like a nice um, and I love the idea of like they show you, hey, you can easily take the doors off. You'll freeze to death, but you can take the doors <laughs> off. I think that's such a great way to show you can take the doors off, but also keeping it in context of Bill, you're going to freeze or uh, Phil, you're going to freeze. He goes, eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love his shrug to that. It's uh, so great. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. My. 
and I think I think everyone agreed that like uh, I mean, all right. So let's think. This isn't the first revisiting of a Super Bowl commercial. We've had them in the past, but I think we've all agreed like they don't. I don't remember any of them. Uh, the two that come to my mind that are very nothing really happens. Uh, one is the Matthew Broderick wants it. He wants to take off, and it's not even. He's not even. He's not even a Ferris Bueller. He's just Matthew Broderick. That's the mm-hmm. thing. That's the first misstep. You have the actor winking that he is going to be his character, but he's not. That's the first misstep. Second misstep, you put him in his car, and everyone's going to remember Matthew Broderick was totally killed those people with vehicular manslaughter. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part two. <laughs> they, yeah, they probably want people to forget and part that three. Part. You don't have Cameron. Like you don't have Cameron. Like you need. If you're going yeah. to have Ferris, you need Cameron. You need to counterbalance the craziness with the wariness of Cameron. And so they didn't right. have his like, you know, didn't have the yin to the yang. You know, it's it's not as it's not as like fun. It's just like, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just Matthew Broderick being Matthew Broderick. And um, so then the second one I would say is probably the recent Christmas Elliot and E.T. Comcast commercial. Mm-hmm. Where okay. It's pretty much just like them watching TV. Like they don't go on any adventures or anything. It just him showing et to his family it's kind of like and i think tom taylor like they kind of all put a put, uh mostly over at the indiana jones man it was just like you know it's like kind of like it's like really a nothing commercial like you you kind of wanted to get emotional but like they didn't do or say anything and so nothing really you know nothing really happened so you, you right know, you didn't get emotional it was just like you know it wasn't like like i think i think it would have been funnier if you know i don't know I don't know. Did they have him in the car? Did he make the car float? I don't think any of that happened in the commercial. I think they just watched TV like an eight reasons. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe there's like an extended version that, that didn't, you know, that's on YouTube where you got to look it up. But yeah, I did. That's all I remember from that one. So, so that I said, so I think this one Kim comes in. I think it's at about 22 million views so far. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at about, you know, about a, about a week. Or so it's been happening. Um, I think everyone just, I think it's just the perfect storm um to have this done i mean i'm sure jeep paid out the nose and i don't just mean just like paying out for super bowl commercials the fact that they had to rush this whole thing to get done in two weeks yeah from soup to nuts from bill (laughs) to 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 edit ready well and then getting the the sets you know so i mean i'm sure that they got jeeps everywhere because they're jeep but the the room in the inn when bill's waking up the they had to build a set you're right they had to build a set they had the, to get permission probably for because you remember we talked about how the the cherry street b&b like yeah. it still looks like the house but like right. i don't but and they do some b&b stuff but it, like you know like they had to give it that private residence like are we allowed to film on your your property we need him to look at least if he's leaving the house yeah when he when he's leaving the house and then like the you know staking out the town and you know, stuff like this, they can usually do like really early in the morning. But this time of year, dawn's going to be so late, you know, to to, to stake out, you know, kind of cut off uh, the street in the middle yeah. of town. And then the wardrobe, getting that all matched. I, I um, assume that the, the, the producers on set, I'm sure like when, you know, I'm sure the CEO probably said to them, look, I asked for Bill a couple months ago. He's agreed to this. I'm giving you carte blanche. Like, don't oh, take yeah. no for an answer on any sets. Like, you go up to them and the public house says, like, we can't really film. Just say, what's it going to take? Is it going to yeah. take 100K right now? It's going to take and then Because, like, I was, you know, because um, I, you know, they, 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 I saw, I was very happy at the end of the extended cut. I I thought that was a great bit. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the emotional support uh, 
animal. That's a great yeah. <laughs> like update to this. Um, yeah, the public if you, house, if, like the public house. That's right next to your Le Petit Crepe place in, <laughs> in the courthouse. Like that's where they. So he's going back to his old hangout. Like he's going to drink the world peace with the groundhog. Yeah, yeah. So, folks, if you've only seen the the one minute version on television, there's an extended version on YouTube that's got some other little bits. But I mean, I, I've been trying to pick through. I'm, I'm trying to find like things I can pick at, knock at this thing, and I got to get really small. Like the the lamp next to the bed when when okay. Phil wakes up is a little bit different. But they've got the the flowers in the vase, the two chocolates next to the clock. Um, I mean, the, the details are really good. Um, they, they really hit a lot of those things. So, yeah, that's well, here's my question. Like, OK, so we talked about them making the commercial. We talked about the mm -hmm. meta. Let, do you want to now talk about it in and treat this like we're back in the universe now? Like, let's not call him Bill Murray anymore. Let's call him Phil Connors. I OK, yeah. Need, and and we, take need the, to, we need to like, take this is step. this is a deleted scene from the film. This is yeah. another day of. Phil Phil Connors from 1993. But is this though? Is this another day? I mean, and what I mean is that this character of Phil Connors now is 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 considerably older. So, mm -hmm. and he says not again, meaning that he was out of the loop. So I am to assume at some point in his life, Phil Connors either relapsed. Him and Rita had a falling out, and he hasn't talked to Rita. And maybe he's like not sure what to do with himself. Maybe in his later stages now. Maybe like. You know, did he get that big promotional job? Did he get like the big, you know, did he get the, did he get to, you know, I don't know, New York or something or LA? Like, where did he, you know, like, did he leave Pittsburgh and find a better job? And like, he started to start a slum it maybe. Like, he started to like not care. And then he finds himself woken up in Punxsutawney and it's a variant of Punxsutawney. It's a variant of Groundhog Day. And it's kind of like the cosmic, it's, it's the cosmic emotion or it's, um, it's uh, it's Mrs. Uh, Lancaster. You know, she's putting, she's she's putting her her magic back in, and she's making him relive the day to remind you, Phil. Like, you know, stay on target here. Yeah. So years later, he goes back to do the mints. He goes are back the to too, and he's, yeah, he stays at the inn. The mints are and right she, there. She sucks him back in. Um, I I don't know. I think he was. I say he went to bed like in some New York apartment. His like nice loft or something in New York, and he wakes up in Punxsutawney. That's what I think. I think he was somewhere else, mm -hmm. and he wakes up here, and he immediately knows I'm being tested again. That's how I <laughs> see it as. It's 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 a second test. It's it's the Christmas Carol part two. Okay, so how do you think? So he takes, um, what well, just so how do you think? How does he do on this test? So he's yeah he's, he's it's it's the nightmare you wake up in a class you haven't studied for and suddenly it's the final exam. How does he do? I think because um, also we have yeah also the cars are modern and stuff so like yeah. you know. but right uh, and and the town has changed a little bit so it is that makes sense that it'd be modern times but it's yeah it's a variant it's a variant because like like the Woodstock jewelers the stones like. Clearly, these storefronts are not the original storefronts anymore. And I think, the, and then behind him, the um, the frames like that looks like a fake sign too. Like they they try to make it look just how as it was back then in the nineties. Right. So, so my, I mean my, them, I mean the mystical gods and and this is yeah. Lancaster. I mean, my, yeah. My guess is Woodstock Jewelers is still there, um, but yeah, the the stones it looks like they just covered up whatever signs there. Yeah, the the frames men wear. 
the same thing. It looks like they it, it's changed and then they cover up the existing sign to make it look like the, the old store was still there. Yeah, because it didn't um, snow, you know, it didn't snow in Pugsatawney that day. You know, right. It's just outside so of town. Variant. Yeah, this is a variant of it is as is, 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 uh, Lancaster is, is doing. I know because mm-hmm. because yeah, because because Needle Nose Ned. And that's another question is that Needle Nose Ned is, you know, is this a is this a copy of Needle Nose Ned? Is this like is Ned happy somewhere out there? Is, and, and, <laughs> and they took a copy of him and brought him back in. Is Ned dead and they're using his his soul as a as a haunting uh, specter against Phil? You know, these are things to, to think about because they're happy to live there. Um, and, and probably, you know, we have our, we have our, uh, was it Doug? I want to make sure I want to get Chris Elliott's character right. Is it Larry? Larry. God, I wasn't even close. Larry and Rita are, are fake. I bet, because I said like at second 20, you know, you see they're behind him. And he, so I think if I remember correctly, the geography, he would have been coming from behind the red truck or at least on the other side of the red truck. He would be coming in that direction. So he could have walked the square. Um, he sees Rita and Larry, and maybe this isn't Rita and Larry, but they're like they're they are like example, they are Rita and Larry, but it's not Chris Elliott and it's not Annie McDowell. Like it's well, like two entities that have yeah. occupied the bodies of them. And they're like, Oh, Phil, you ready to record today? And he know and he's like, You're not Larry and Rita, like this is a new hell. Right. Well, that kind of that makes me think that maybe this is a dream. Yeah. That it's he's not actually back in the loop because yeah, we see kind of background figures that look Larry-ish and Rita-ish, but we never see their face. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, they don't talk to Bill because you know, on on the on the day we see Phil, uh Big Phil, the first time when he kidnaps little Phil, he kind of has a moment with Rita, gives her a kiss goodbye, and then you know, and then kidnaps the groundhog. And we don't we don't see that bit. So maybe it's maybe it's a dream. Maybe he is back in the loop. Yeah, and maybe that's why he's going. He's beelining it. You know, he sees. I mean, he sees. Then, uh, okay, so now he sees a Jeep Rubicon, and he realizes <laughs> that huh, they give him. You know, something's here. <laughs> yeah, something's here. Something's new. And you know, and and but then you're right. He goes back into. You know, I'm not going to steal that old red pickup truck. I've done that. I've already done yeah, this. I've done that. But, but he like you know he's like yeah still this Rubicon keys are in the ignition. This yeah. is ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm going to screw over Buster again. <laughs> and so probably the first thing is maybe he does go off the cliff or maybe he does something else. And, you know, and now he's like, yeah, he gets his kicks out of that, of that Rubicon. And then, and then, so now because he's got a better vehicle, he's able to brave the storm. He now goes out farther. He gets to meet far, you know, farmer Bob. Right. So all the places he couldn't go in that old beat up pickup truck, he's got, he's got the Jeep. I'm assuming there's all wheel drive on that thing. Yeah. He's just off-roading through the snow ice. No worries. And 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 I, and, and, and and little Phil here is you know is very <laughs> buckled in, and I think and little and and maybe little Phil recognizes he, he recognizes Big Phil, and he knows all right. So you're you know we're going right. for a ride, okay? Like, he's like he's like all right, well, I will I yeah. will tease you. I like I like the you know he's a little more time you know times have changed since the original Groundhog Day. We're a little more safety conscious. Phil, uh, little Phil gets buckled in. I don't know if um, probably should be in a car seat at that size, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah you know yeah he's, he's buckled in um there's another scene he's at the end when he's looking out the window he's got his head out the window fell the groundhog <laughs> but it looks like he's got some kind of harness on like so you know he's not going to fall out the window which, which is always nice yeah. i think another reason why this commercial does well is because it 
perfect storm of like, you know, older guy and younger creature. You know, we have mm-hmm. we have a Mandalorian baby Yoda situation here. <laughs> oh, I, yes. That's another reason why this That's, works. It's this, just that like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a takeoff on the Mandalorian. It's his little uh, his baby Yoda. Oh, my God. Like, imagine, imagine all the baby Yoda things we were with back then. Oh, recording. yeah. Like, and yeah, look at it. He's in the little baby, the little baby bib. Well, oh, yeah, he's like the, the, the carrier thing when he's that's the, that's going to be a scene straight out of season two of Mandalorian. He's going to be on Hoth or some snow planet and he's going to be like, we got to get over the other side. And, you know, baby Yoda's just like curled up in his little thing on, uh, you know, uh, on the front, you know, and there he's going to be trucking through the snow. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Phil, I think Phil is doing good here now. In the so in the original, Phil's kind of perfect day, what we call this perfect day at the end that got him out of the loop was him doing all these good deeds for other people. Yeah. And you know here he's he's not really doing anything for anyone else. I mean he's showing the the groundhog a good time, but he's showing himself a good time, and I think it's it's like a good good time. Now certainly we saw. Phil in the original film go through a period of self-indulgence, but it was kind of like bad fun, bad, good time, you know, bad attention, negative attention where here he's, you know, here is it's, it's good fun. And it's, it's like being good. Doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be, you know, chores. I think it's so interesting is one minute he sets up the tent and him and little Phil are sitting in the tent talking. Yeah. You know, like it's just he's like he he really wants to like I think he I think he believes that little Phil's behind it, but he's not being malicious. Right. You know, he's taking him on a trip. He's like he's like, all right, I'll take you on a trip. I'll have some fun. And then, you know, we should we should talk. We should talk like, you know, have a have a, have a man to groundhog. Yeah. They, well, they're yeah, they're, they're getting to know each other. I mean, the first time around it was the groundhog was really an object. Like, I'm going to piss off the town. This is how I get back at Buster and Larry and everyone mm-hmm. else. I'm going to steal their groundhog and ruin their fun. And now he's like, no, this, this groundhog is an entity of, uh, you know, unto itself, him or herself. And, you know, he's not just, you know, it's not just a prop for this town on this day. So let me get to know the real Phil. And that's not, yeah, it's sweet. They, they, they share some touching moments. And you then, know, and, yeah, man to groundhog. I love it. And then, yeah, they, and then they go, they go to the public house for, uh, you know, for a drink to, for world peace. And, uh, you know, they're told, by, they're told by the hostess, I'm sorry, can't allow animals. And I love that update of him being like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. Okay. And it just comes back that emotional support. Yeah. I love it so much. I was such that, I don't know, like, who had the joke and how they were like, we need to go to the pet store and get an emotional support. Thing. <laughs> oh goodness do they like is that i assume that was custom made i'm, I'm guessing you can't just there isn't like a, a store that sells <laughs> emotional support vests for a groundhog i mean it might be they might have got one for like a small dotson dog or something like that okay. and, just, <laughs> yes. and just like get the, get the straps to work on them yeah find a dog of the same size uh, the yeah. little oh my god, the, the god, the one minute eighteen year. See, there's another baby Yoda reference. Uh, the, the, the 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 mountain biking. Mm-hmm. He's got ba- he's got baby yeah. he's got baby yeah. uh, baby Phil in a little helmet. You know, safety first, and they're about yeah. to do a little little helmet. helmet in the in the basket on the front of the bicycle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Bing. Yeah, bing. Uh, I, I, and they, um, they're, they're playing their, um, when Phil's playing whack, whack-a-mole or whack-a-groundhog. <laughs> Nothing personal. Bop, bop and smash. That's what's called. Bop and bop smash. And smash. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a game. Well, I like that because that's a little, I think that's a little bit of play on the deleted scene when Phil's playing pool. You know, but here instead of the pool hall, he's in like an arcade with games and he's, you know, playing. Yeah. <laughs> was it Bop, Bop and Smash? Bop and Smash. And then, you know, and then, you know, more, more outdoor driving. Uh, you know, God bless uh, Jeep Rubicon for putting us all together. Um, mm-hmm. at, 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 at minute 135, when we're, they, they, they must have stole some fireworks. I mean, I don't think they're going to have Groundhog Day fireworks, but I mean, sure, Bill <laughs> sure. probably drove out, found some fire fireworks store. And he's like, there you go. And then, and look at it, even a little mini, little mini camping chair for little Phil to like fall asleep to. He's yeah, a little, a little blue camping chair. <laughs> oh my god, it's so, it's just so. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it's seeing an old friend you haven't seen for a long time. It's yeah, it's yeah. an old friend, and it's just such a surprise. Like you, we, we would have never thought in a hundred years that 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 Bill Murray would do a commercial and. I, I think I really think I think everyone you know, for the original film, I think Hal Ramos, I think would have had a good chuckle to this, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just I, yeah the, the directors and, 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 and the staff, they really did a good job of it didn't feel, you know, even with a, G, a giant orange Jeep driving through the scenes, it didn't feel like a commercial at times. It really, you know, they made it, you know, they didn't bluntly say, and oh, look and look at all the things, you know, it was they. He drove the Rubicon. He's ha- or he's he's happy. But we hit like you know, it's like Jeep let them let the movie do the talking. Right. I think that's yeah. a great and it's a great Super Bowl commercial. Is like mm-hmm. let the joke sell the thing and people will remember. You know, oh Jeep, yeah, Jeep paid for that and stuff. Um, right. And, and, and we're we're talking about it. Or yeah, it could have been heavy handed. You know, Phil. You know, Phil turns to the groundhog and says, "Oh, isn't this Jeep great?" Um, you know that that. Yeah, you know that would pull you out of it, but the fact yeah. that it doesn't happen, they kind of let the the scene sell itself. Um, the fact yeah, that he really... says, "Oh, that's new," you know, that's what he refers to, and that's it. He doesn't no, say anything. That's new, and you go, "Yeah, that is that is pretty new." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a cool looking Jeep. Honestly, that's that clearly the Jeep. This Jeep Rubicon. I'm going to say this one. That I think the Jeep Rubicon is probably doing what uh, Chevrolet wanted the Avalanche to be. Because mm-hmm. the Avalanche didn't really do anything, didn't really go anywhere. Because it was like, you know, it's got a pickup, it's got four seats, you can convert it and stuff. This one's got, like, it looks like it's got the, I guess it's got the four foot bed. But it's got, but it looks like the back seats look pretty roomy. And so it's just like, I don't know, on, on a man respecting vehicle dialogue, I'll say that I think, you know, Jeep did a good job in building the car. Fun to look at. Yeah, it looks like it'll you know appeal to if you have a family and you occasionally need the four seats. It's it's the it's four doors, the full cab, and then you've also got room you can you can haul stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So you can take yeah. it off road. You can take the doors off if you're not worried about freezing to death. And Jeep's got these cool mountain bike things, a little basket for your for your little groundhog pet. <laughs> you go out hiking for your little buddy. Yeah, mountain biking. Yeah, so I mean, really, just a real just a real short and sweet. Um, you know, just a little update to let everyone know that we are thinking of everyone. Every Groundhog Day goes by, we think about you. We think about Phil. He's out there, both Phil's. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, all the, the little, better place. 
all the little fills. And it's like, it's, it's a little like, um, it's just a little coda, just a little top off for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really is. It's like a little, it's like a, it's a, it's a, almost an after dinner drink. Mm-hmm. You know, you're done the meal and it, it really is. It's like, you know, this could, yeah. You know, uh, I don't want this to be the last thing we talk about groundhog day. I, you know, I, I always hear about, you know, these new movies and they say, Oh, it's this like, and, and you know, the ha- happy death day. I have not watched it. I have not watched them. I hear they're fine. Uh, they're they're good. Now I hear there's there might be a third one. So I go shoot. I mean, like if there's a third one, I guess I at least got to look at the trilogy. Uh, now there yeah. is that Andy Samberg movie. I think we should address that. I know you're not a big Andy Samberg fan, but something about a movie where it's a wedding apparently, and Jenny Slate she finds herself in the loop, but then she finds out that Andy Samberg has been in the loop. So we're coming in uh, in media res to his loop through her mm-hmm. perspective. So it's like he's acting like a goofball, and then she finds out when she's starting to loop that, you know, or maybe she's not looping, but like we keep seeing her perspective from him of that, you know, he's just he's just dicking around because he's on a loop. So right, well, it, it it's a little bit of a play because um, Russian Doll touched on that a well a little bit is where one person's in a loop and then they meet someone else who's also in a loop. Yes, um, that was that was good. I, I, they mentioned there may do a second season, but I go, I don't know. Like, like, you know, I won't I won't discourage you. But at the same time, like it was a perfect one season thing. And like, I won't be upset if you don't do any more. Yeah, I feel that it was a good standalone thing. I'm not really. Yeah. I mean, if, if they have another season, obviously, I would check it out. But if they don't, I feel I feel satisfied. I feel it was a good story. And, and, and you know, again, enough of a twist, enough differences from what what they did with groundhog day to make it interesting so yeah yeah i think a lot of these with all these stories we, we when it's a loop is that it's so it's 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 the the going back and doing it over again is part of the movie they're mm-hmm. going back and so it's like what else could you really achieve like i i know i think in that De- happy death day 2 they kind of explained it they try to do it like a science project and what like something weird happened but Really, I mean, it's like, yeah, you have a, they have a loop, the character, you know, whatever they need to do, they do it by the end of the film and you, and you, and you end on a happy note, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy to, re- for, uh, to, to end it here on this commercial. Uh, I'm just so happy. I'm honestly, it's just, I'm just, I'm just dumbfounded about how, uh, how the commercial did, did be right and didn't feel, um, uh, like there was, there was anything selling out about it. Yeah, it really, and I, 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 there were rumors, I think maybe, I mean, really early, I mean, really close to it, maybe two or three days before I kind of, you know, something started to kind of leak out that like, you know, Bill Murray's into something and I I didn't think it was going to happen. I really hadn't thought about it too much, but I watched, I watched Groundhog Day that morning, uh, the way I do every, uh, every Groundhog Day. So it was fresh in my mind. And then when it just popped up in the middle of the game. It just, uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, seeing an old friend or, or, you know, being back at your childhood home that you haven't been back to in a long time, uh, you know, lots of warm fuzzies seeing the, the gang back together. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm currently my, my car is, um, over 10 years old. The mileage is getting up. I'm kind of thinking about it. It's maybe getting time to start looking. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a Jeep. Maybe they'll make a sale. <laughs> you walk in, you say, uh, Phil sent me. Phil sent me. Yeah.
yeah, so I guess that that kind of wraps it up. You know, who knows what what the future entails? We may be back uh, talking more Groundhog Day, more more time loops, more sequels. Anything could happen. Anything as we've happen. seen, anything yeah. can happen. All right. So while while folks are waiting for uh, for anything to happen, if if they're missing the sound of of your voice, where the, where can they hear more of Dave Palace? Well, uh, yeah, still slowly trucking away on Five Minutes of Mystery. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I was hoping to hear some new updates this past summer because it was the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The latest info I have is that there's a French production company that is working on a new 20th anniversary. Well, I don't know if it's going to be considered 20th anniversary, but it's going to be called like the Ultimate or the Champion. Or I think it's our, our Destiny, the Destiny edition of Mystery Men Blue Rice Steelbook. So uh-huh. I'm kind of hoping that that'll have some new information. Hopefully that'll have some more pieces to discuss. Um, you know, hopefully that starts a conversation again. I would love it if just one of the cast maybe could bring it up again. Like, you know, looking back on superhero movies, you know, I've tried many times trying to contact the director Kinka Usher on, uh, on Twitter, try to say like, you know, is there anything I could ask you about, but no, no, not quiet. So I'm just mm-hmm. still plugging along, doing my duty. Driving around Champion City, <laughs> All right, all right, and and folks can always hear me. Um, my new podcast, with my brother, uh, the next scene where we take on pop culture and the world one scene at a time, and that's over at nextscenepod.com. And then uh, you know, hang out here because you never know when uh, when we might be back. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. If yeah. there's one. Yeah, guys, it's been so long. I don't even know our own. Did we, did we have a sign off? Did we have an ending? Did we ever have? I don't, I don't know. I just I feel like we just were like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow if there is one. Eh? If there is one. If there is one. All right. Don't let them say your hair's too long.